0: My name is David Siegler, and welcome to my podcast. Hi, property Sourcing Profiteers, everybody out there in property sourcing land. I've got a very special guest today. I'm really, really excited, really special guest. And you're going to love this, because if you are looking at the cutting-edge strategies in property today, if you want to get out there and do the thing that works fast and first you learn it here on property sourcing profits podcast i've got someone you're going to be very interested to me i met him recently he's got extraordinary skills extraordinary skills and experience in serviced accommodation rent to rent for serviced accommodation and increasingly packaging rent to rent for serviced accommodation so Property Sourcing Profiteers, put your hands together for the wonderful Mr. Nick Vint. Yay! Hi, David. Hi, Nick. Thank you so much for joining us. So, I, I've known you a little while now. Yep. Um, I don't think a lot of people out there in the property world know who you are, uh, but you are... Uh, someone with extraordinary skills and that's why I wanted you to meet the property sourcing profiteers today so just give us a little bit of background how long have you been in property how did you get into it and how did you come to be on a particular journey that you're on now yeah so
1: um, three years ago I was in the corporate world I was a operations director managing four or five hundred people hundred trucks warehousing and got made redundant, um, struggled to find another position, and a friend who was running a management company, property management company, asked me to come along and just help him source some properties for service accommodation, as it was called then, Um, and it is now, but I didn't know, have a clue what it was, and to be frank, it didn't really matter because all he wanted me was to get some landlords with some properties and he would do the rest, and I got paid commission. So that went on for about 18 months. He then um, left and went to, uh, I think, South Africa, uh, which left me with a void in terms of support, etc. And I then started sourcing on my own and uh, done reasonably well. Uh, I've sourced about 30 product, uh, properties to various investors around the country. So I do it um, out of my local area, which is just south of Reading. And I can source properties all around the country. Um, about 50% of them I've never actually visited before or even seen, uh, but still sourced them to investors. And But also then needed to become more professional, I suppose, slick, and came across Progressive and the deal packaging team. And I've joined the, joined the mastermind team in... Um, February, I think. Yeah, was it February? Earlier part of this yeah, year. I think I came to Peterborough last year, December, and, um, and joined the, signed up straight away for the uh, Mastermind course. Uh, and since then, I've been working with David and the team, um, homing my skills, and uh, and, and getting some great tips and ideas of how to even to better
0: what I do now. Fab. So there's a few things there, Nick. Um, so I was intrigued when I met you. Because we spoke about what you're doing and you said, well, I source rent to rent, service accommodation units or service accommodation units to buy all over the UK. I I go out and do it. And I said, wow, you know, that's special because people struggle with that. That's hard. And he said to me, is that hard? No, I haven't really found it that hard. i just go out and do it. And isn't that interesting? You know, when you, when you don't know it's hard, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe you think it's the normal and you just go out and do it. And uh, what I love about working with Nick is he's very unprepossessing. He's very modest. He doesn't realise the skills that he has. And it's also very giving, right, because he's, he's helped, right, I'm supposed to be mentoring him in the mastermind group, but he's been giving back as much as he's got. So, absolutely delight to work with. So, our property sourcing profiteers, Nick, are listening to this, and they'll th- they might be sitting there thinking, "Wow, I'd like to source SA properties for rent-to-rent, because I know it's fast, right? I know we don't have to go through the legal process. We don't have to get mortgages. We have to do all that. You know, I can go out and find three or four deals next week, and I can monetize them. So, if anyone wants to start... Sourcing service combination from rent to rent, what, what advice would you give?
1: I think the, 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 the key to wanting to do Rent to SA is the, the, how cheap it could be to start it up. If you know, if A, if you want to do it yourself, and B, if you want to package it. But the key to anything in property, including Rent to SA, is, is to carry out your due diligence. And when I mean due diligence, I mean that on the property that you're going to Rent to SA, I mean on the costings, the night rates how you're going to fund it, how you're going to manage it, who's going to manage it. And I think without putting that in place, you're always going to trip over. So it's very, very important to make sure that you've got that in place and understand that process. That's even before you've spoken to the landlords and agents, really. So if you don't, you, know, you need to understand that first, I
0: think. Fine. So what's the best way... They can get that understanding, so you know they can spend an hour talking to you, Nick, because yeah. you got that stuff right. Yeah. So you know, don't hesitate, out there, guys in uh, property sourcing land. If you want to contact Nick, reach out for him on Facebook or, or, or wherever you can find him online. But if somebody just starting, what 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 are the vital things they need to know if they're going to start viewing properties? So they need they need to understand the difference between a house and a flat. So
1: in a in a house normally it have a mortgage and so you'd have to understand does the mortgage allow subletting, because that's technically what it's called. And likewise on a flat then the flat will have a lease unless they're the freeholder. And there would also be then a head lease, i.e. what the freeholders lease is. So you need to understand that there are no restrictions or conditions to say that you can or cannot do subletting. So you need to understand what, what you're looking for because the landlord will not understand what they're looking for as far as they're concerned they're allowed to rent out because currently they'll be renting it normally as an AST and they don't, but they won't see the
0: difference so you need to make sure that you
1: do that now,
0: so, so if I'm a landlord yeah, and you're talking to me about uh, doing SA in one of my houses or flats mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds a bit complicated, Nick. And the um, easy thing for me to do is say no, yeah, right? So, so, so presumably landlords do say no to you, and and then you turn some of them around how, how, Yeah. So, so you'd what ask what are the things they're concerned about?
1: So, obviously, they want to understand what subletting is, because obviously people hear stories about Airbnb, etc. So, you need to make sure that you're telling them what you're actually doing. So, you're actually going for a corporate market. Um, you look at the lease for them as well. So where you ask them to check their lease, actually you get a copy of the lease. You satisfy your own mind that it's that it's correct and allows subletting. Um, but then you're also telling them about no voids for uh, three to five years, which is fantastic for them. You're talking about maintaining their property to a high standard because on service accommodation, people live and die by their reviews. So they need to understand that they want good reviews on day one and on the last day, they still need a good review. So there'd be no uh, end of term costs for the landlord. Um, professionally cleaned at all times. So again, you know that the property being looked after and most management companies now will ask for deposits, security deposits they're called, off off people who are staying there. So that then gets away from the sort of youngsters who want parties etc. Um, which also gives a bad name to, to service accommodation. So there's lots of little things that you can do to the landlord to change them around in terms of what they want but the main thing for them is that it's hands-off, guaranteed rent
0: and what more do they want okay that's cool uh, you've used the term subletting a couple of times now, let's drill down on this mm-hmm. uh, because we hear out in property forum land that subletting is illegal right uh, do you mean subletting is it actually subletting or is there a a set process in terms of the paperwork so that officially it's not subletting or is it actually subletting what are you what are you setting up here Nick
1: um, it's it's well it's it's what it's it depends also what market you're going for as well so I would normally on, on the essays I've got and the essays I um, source will be looking at corporate lets. Yes so we're talking about talking to uh, major companies in the area, which is part of your due diligence. You know you need to understand what market you are targeting, um, whether it's contractors, corporates. but what you're looking for is you're looking for some guaranteed rent from a particular corporate client over a period of time. Now, they might put different people in every night, but still that same company might have the, the, the property for three, six months, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So, it's just trying to, it's, 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 it's terminology, I suppose, but the idea would be you would want to target corporate lets first and first place.
0: Okay. So, just getting back to the paperwork. So, I've got it clear in my head and the yeah, yeah. property sourcing profiteers have got it as well. Uh, a landlord would be used to renting their property on an AST. Correct. Right. Would you, as a serviced accommodation operator, use an AST, or is there a no. more bespoke? So document? no, you don't use an AST because that's not because that's for, for one person, and obviously yeah. you're going to have multiple people
1: staying there. So normally you'd use a management contract, gotcha, um, which is run by a solicitor, etc. So it's a proper legal document which covers mm-hmm. all duties and responsibilities for the landlord, but also for the investor. Yeah. so it covers them. Yeah, and that's signed by both parties. And would have the rent, etc., mm-hmm. any other, any whether you agree to service charges or, or what's uh, in terms of maintenance, what's your responsibility and what's the landlord's responsibility?
0: That's fab, got that loud and clear now. And uh, you talked about corporate lettings, so you're trying to avoid. Going through the online travel agents like airbnbbooking.com. Those go- yeah. Well, because they charge-, they charge you 15%. I think it's going up now.
1: Airbnb have just increased yeah. or just about to increase their charges. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so if you can get direct bookings by knocking on doors or sending leaflets to all your local firms or you just go outside, The another good way is if, you're, if you've got a travel lodge or a Premier Inn, see what vans are there. Have a look at the sign writing on the vans and contact them direct.
0: Yeah, so I, I, we're in Peterborough recording this. And uh, I'm in the Premier Inn tonight. I'll walk around the car park and take a picture of the band. So Yeah, that's <laughs> the way I, cool. right? So I know you're a bit of an expert at this. You, you, you find corporate entities to take the SA units over. That is very, very profitable. Yes. Uh, and you get repeat bookings. And I've had... Um, I don't even know what they do, Nick. One of my units, my SA units, in my own portfolio... Um, we've had contractors in since before Christmas. So they disappeared over Christmas. Yeah. And then they want to come back in January and they missed a week because they didn't book it. And they booked all the way through to the middle of October now. I don't know what they do. I think they're boiler engineers of some description, something like that. So... Um, you know, it's a it's a really profitable business for investors. We're talking about packaging this stuff yes. for investors. You're getting multi let returns on single let properties yes. that you don't even own. Yes, exactly. That's that's
1: the key to it. FAP. So the actual startup cost is is well,
0: a credit card could cover. The startup costs for an SA, so that's yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. So you've been really helpful. You've you've, t- you've talked about the challenges talking to the landlords, how maybe you can overcome those objections. Someone new to this, Nick, and it is it can be a technical strategy. To be fair, it's quite technical. Where are the pitfalls? What are the things that somebody new coming into this sourcing for an investor because you don't want to put your investor sure. in jeopardy at all? What are the things we need to look out for? So they need to make sure.
1: I think on service accommodation, as long as you've got the right property at the right price in the right location, you won't go far wrong. Okay, so go on, amplify a bit on that. The right property... So the right property is um, whether or not it's going to be a two bed or one bed, whatever suits your criteria and what you're looking for. So if you're just going for contractors, what you've got to think about is that contractors won't share a bed. So can rooms have two single beds in it or a sofa bed to increase occupancy on that
0: one? Um, and what about the condition of the property? What do we need? Well, uh, You don't want to do refurbs, right? No, no. But a lick of paint.
1: And again, this comes down to relationship with the landlord. So, for instance, one in Reading I've just done, the landlord was prepared or has de- redecorated, because I said to him to do that. He's willing to spend £1,000 on the bathroom to get yeah. up to scrape, and he's willing to change the carpet. Because he understood what what is happening we're adding value to his property with this so if in three years or five years when the contract's finished he wants to sell up he's got a great looking property which he's had nothing to do with for three or five years he's got no voids rent coming in and it's added value
0: to it as such well this is very interesting because the caricature that we get from landlords is they're too mean they don't want to spend any money right but this particular one Carpet throughout the property, new bathroom for a 1,000... He m- spent a few grand there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. and he's prepared to do that. But you've got
1: to talk to them. You've got to get a relationship with them. This guy I have spoken to for three weeks constant. I've done two or three times, gone to see him. Interesting. It's, it's not a case of just pick the phone up, Mr. Landlord, can I use your property for service accommodation? Because
0: they won't get it. Interesting. So yeah. let's pause there for a second. So you put a lot of time, you've invested a lot of time in this deal with this particular landlord yeah. right so maybe that's something that people new to this won't do or aren't taught no, no, to right. do no you're
1: not taught to do that you, you know you're taught to go to the agent find out who does uh, who allows lets yeah service come and, let, and, and that's it and, yeah. and you're just but you need to get a relationship because a this might work but b he might also have 10 other properties. Uh, that Absolutely. Do. Uh, you, know, you don't know his story. Absolutely. And um, if you're helping him, he also goes go to the local landlord association.
0: He'd sell all his mates there He's down the friends. pub. You know? yeah. so it's, uh, and, and even, you know, oh, I've just done a great deal in my property. You ought to meet my man, Nick. Exactly. You know, all this sort of thing. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, so how do you get direct to landlord? So presumably you meet the landlord either through the letting agent or you go direct to landlord. Yes. Do, you, do you do both? Yeah, I do
1: both. So, uh, so it'd be through agents normally or direct to landlords through Gumtree, Open Rent, Spare Room. So I will contact them direct through there. Um, and okay, so you just as simple as ringing them up? If you yeah, could. ask them or if it's, it depends on what how they want to be contacted. So if it's an email, all I say is three lines, is your property available? Um, would you consider a long let of three to five years with no voids and
0: would you also consider a company let agreement and that's all i say i don't go into any other detail right so team (laughs) there's your there's your script right there i mean we're giving really valuable (laughs) content today let's let's just go over that again what are the three things so is your property still available yeah um
1: if so would you consider a longer let with no voids and would you also consider a, a company let stroke agreement Fab. And it's as simple as that. I and don't go it just in, gets you started. Just right? to get you started. And that gets the interest from the landlord. Some will come back and say, no, not interested. Some will come back and say, I've had a message today from one in Maidenhead. He said, would you consider a one year rolling contract? So, what I've gone back to him and said, can I give you a call so I explain? So, I've got a chance to explain what it's all about first before. So, here I
0: understand and So, I want to educate the landlord, and that's what it's about. Interesting. So we've got a live deal in the room team. You know, Nick's actually speaking to a landlord today, but he didn't say no. He, no, he's he not gave a no. sort of a counter yeah. proposal. Because Interesting. Some landlords are frightened to
1: give their property for three to five years because that's not normal no. practice. And that's no. that's what
0: you've got to try and do. Cool. So you've got you've got um a property, you've got a landlord nibbling away. Uh, now you need to find the investor if you're gonna package it. You need to find an investor. Where do you find your investors, Nick? So
1: my investors are really all
0: social media. Um, social media and networking. Yeah.
1: So go to as many uh, property network meetings as you can. If you get a chance to speak for your 20 seconds or 30 seconds, I know people find it very hard to stand up and do that. But you need to, even if it's a case of, hiya, I'm doing service accommodation in London, that's all you need to do. Sit back down again. People yep. will come to you. Yeah. Social media, making sure that you've got profile is um, showing what you're doing and how you're doing it, and then join Facebook groups. There's loads of different Facebooks out there just on service accommodation. Property groups. Property groups. Yeah, it's just loads out there. So yeah, uh, and just connect with people. Connect with the right people.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I see that happening, team. You, you know, our listeners. Go and have a look at people who are doing this. If they if you don't see people doing it, you do it. Put yourself out there. Uh, I was at and I spoke at a network event recently, and Nick was in the room. And I, t- there was no uh, intention to promote your business with it. I just gave you a shout out in the room and said what you did. Right. And next thing I know, you've got two investors standing oh, yeah. in front of the room, you know because people want this stuff, guys. So um, if you can master the skills that Nick has, you can earn money out of this. So, we, we've got a, a group of investors that are hungry for the deals. We've found the deal, okay? What do we have to make sure in place to make sure the investor's safe and we keep them on the straight and narrow and legal and legit and we do this right? What, what things do you double, double check before you proceed with it? So, on the, on the investor side, you, make,
1: you just make sure that they are who they say they are. So, always take ID... Um, Etc., so sure. you need to make sure that's thine. Um, the management agreement is signed by both parties, so they fully understand that. So they have a copy, the landlord has a copy. Um, because you don't want to get in the middle of a, of a bum fight over something particular, that's all in there. So, the management um,
0: agreement comes, the draft comes from whom? Have you got a standard me. one that you use? Right, so that's a very valuable one. So, product. part
1: again, part of the packaging deal because okay. people say, you know, how can you, why do you deserve so much money, etc. But okay. I think the time that you put in, yep. if I'm with a landlord for three weeks, absolutely. Guiding them on that, guiding the investor who maybe wants just a hand free investment rather than the hands on investment then and then producing the management contracts uh, and discussing any terms with the landlord so I might be able to get a reduction in the rent as well or not pay a deposit absolutely you know then then, then I feel that the money's worth
0: yeah because you're making really. the threshold the entry for the investor really really, really reasonable I almost said cheap right mm. and it's not a word that we use cheap but to go in without a deposit even a or way. with a rent free period yeah you know? really cool especially if the landlord is spending some money on the property as well bringing it up to condition um what else do you look out for what other dangers do you do you make sure that we don't encounter um so
1: um once we need to once we've done all the uh, due diligence obviously then to make sure that you got furniture sorted so again whether the investor wants to buy or lease furniture um because again, you want to be able to wow people when they walk into that SA unit. That's the idea of it, it's a wow. It doesn't matter if it's a contractor on 30 quid or a corporate client on 200 pound, you know, you want to wow, you want that review to say yes, he phones up his company, say yes, send anybody to that, co- to that uh, SA unit. So you need to make sure that that's right, the staging's right, the meet and greet, or however you're going to do that is correct, the instructions that you send out, now, some people will obviously have a management company to cover all that, and right. other people will try and do it themselves. Um, yeah. It's purely how someone feels about that. There's no rights or wrongs on that. Apart from uh, I would always suggest maybe your management company does your first SA unit, just so that you understand what the processes are and how it, that works. Um, and then, and then really, it's, it's 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 managing your direct bookings. The more direct bookings you can come in, reducing your direct costs if you can, mm-hmm. that'd be great. But that's and then it just rolls itself, and that's the, that's the key to it. Once it's once it starts happening, it just happens,
0: doesn't it? It's uh, cool, great. A couple of things I see out there on the forums: people who, um, for whatever reason, they got a bit of a down on serviced accommodation. Let's let's talk about the existing lending on the property. Let's talk about if it's a flat, the the lease. Right. Do you check those things over before? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Before. Well, let's talk well, about. Well, yeah. So, that. so when I'm speaking to a landlord, if they've replied to that message, for instance, that we talked about earlier, I will then explain what I do, how I do it, who I'm working with, what they're looking for, and if there's something, then they want to take further, I then follow up with a, an email saying, um, "Thank you for um, our conversation as requested. Here's a copy of a management agreement." Right. So I send them a blank one to start with, right. just to so them to look over. But then also put in there, as a, as a, as you're aware, your property's in a block. So please, can we have a look at your leases? Yeah. So put it in writing that we have the leases. We do not progress this property until we have seen and satisfied
0: with those leases. Interesting. So real world time, Nick, do, do landlords actually send you a copy of the lease? Yeah. They do. Yeah, yeah. See, isn't that interesting, guys out there in uh, sourcing land? You might be thinking, really, David? Are they going to send a, a, a copy of the lease if they've got a three to five year deal? with guaranteed rent, and guaranteed condition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a biggie to send the, just even the relevant pages. Yes, yeah, the so yeah. They won't yeah. send the whole lease. They'll yeah.
1: send the restriction page, for instance. Fine. And, and then because they they don't know what they're looking for, so they're no. quite happy for you to look at it and say, is it okay? Cool. Uh, and your name's on that so you need to make sure that you're dead sure that you're allowed to use it for
0: service accommodation okay and if they've got a mortgage Nick talk about that because that, that can that yeah, can scupper the deal a, yeah coming. it's quite
1: a dangerous one because people think assume because it's not a, a flat for instance that because it hasn't got a lease that anybody can um, anybody can use service accommodation for their properties but if they've got a mortgage and that does not allow service accommodation or any any it's got restrictions on there Then again, they need to contact their mortgage provider and ask them, can they add it to it? Interesting. And if not, I wouldn't go ahead with it because the downside is that if the council, for instance, um, find out that you're doing service accommodation and don't like it, they can contact the mortgage provider direct without even contacting the owner. And then the mortgage provider, I think it gives you 14 days to pay up the mortgage so it can actually cripple the landlord actually uh, you know yeah they pull the mortgage
0: right so um, uh, so you you need
1: to make sure that you're doing it right and make sure that whoever you're learning from teaches it right because there are people out there that will try and bypass these
0: yes and they they are bypassing in my own world people who are known to me friends of friends of friends are going through that process now. And the mortgage lenders, certain mortgage lenders, do not mess about. So don't mess about with you, the mortgages team. Really, really important. Uh, And the other thing, of course, is... There's never a problem with this stuff till there's a problem, yeah. right? So insurance, you've got to have the right insurance in, yes. in place. Absolutely. Yeah, public liability, indemnity insurance, yeah. and contents insurance. Cool. But, you know, if anyone contacts you, Nick, you can teach them exactly yeah. what they need to do. And this is, this is Nick has got this all systemized. It's a process. He, he's got it, you know, um, automatically these boxes are all ticked in his business. That's how you should do it too. Um, and then you go... Get, you got somebody in, you're working away. Um, how does it roll then, Nick? What do you, what do, you do then? So, um, well, after you, an investor's in. After yeah. a, You've sold it to an investor. Do you manage the thing for them, or do you get external? I get
1: external. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I am like. I also feel that um, I don't want to complicit myself as well by actually having a unit and then saying so I'm going to manage it for you as well. Right. So I actually keep them separate. So I have my own units that I do, but I, again, I don't manage them either. I... I um, give them to somebody else to manage, so I'm hands-free. Cool. And I also then, depending on where it is, I will recommend two or three management companies for the investor and I will then ask them to contact the management companies direct, A, to make sure they can have a working relationship with them. I will know these already and I will know that they can do it, but I want the the investor to to feel that they can work with them and
0: also double-check my numbers massive value there guys because there's an awful lot of service accommodation operators out there right mm-hmm. in my experience and i'm looking at nick to see what he <laughs> say, thinks about this in my experience most of them are not very good most of them all let, let you down so you said there there's two, two or three that you yeah, know in a particular area I'll, I'll, i will i will you'll do that job yeah so that if, if it's a lot of as part of his fee, right? So there's a lot of value. Nick is putting a lot of value into this, right? He's put a lot of time, a lot of effort, he's packaged the deal, he's found an investor, he's gonna take a fee. Um so all the fees are different, I get that. But per deal, Nick, rough what's the what's the range of fees for, for this sort of thing? It can well. it's it depending on on how many units
1: you're sourcing for an investor. But um, if if it was a single unit, one bed, it could be around two two and a half thousand, two half thousand. Two bed between two and a half and five thousand, and then a block of you know four to six, we could be talking eight to ten thousand pound. Fab.
0: Okay, so this is um, this is just one deal packing strategy strategy guys, right? Uh, the thing about deal packages, they work in every single strategy, right? So Nick is a fully rounded property professional, right? He's got a background in property that he learned as a as an amateur while he was doing his, his job, right? Like, and so many of us started there, you know, you get an interest in property, but he, he's sort of riding the wave. This is a really hot strategy now, rent to rent SA, there's loads of, property investors out there want to get involved so you've kind of um, you're kind of seen as in this space at the moment okay but the next big thing will be the next big thing do exactly. we move Do we move on then Nick yeah definitely you have to move you have to change with the times cool you have to keep up with it and legislation comes
1: in there might be legislation about um, service accommodation at some point there as may. well, and that might change the yes. demographics of how it works or yeah whether it's going to be a cost-effective way of doing it in yep. 18, 24 months. So there's, there is a window of opportunity now for people Fact. to of service accommodation.
0: Yes, and and that's what packages do. We ride that wave, so beautifully put, Nick. Um, property Sourcing Profiteers, I hope this has been helpful to you. I wanted to introduce you to somebody really special who's actually doing this stuff day in, day out, week in, week out, and earning fees from packaging service accommodation units rent-to-rent service accommodation units earning money doing that if you want to um if someone wants to contact you nick what's the bit is it through facebook should they yeah, message they mess, you yeah
1: message me through. right facebook, so it's yeah.
0: nick vint you can see in the show notes how to spell that v-i-n-t nick vint uh nick thank you so much for sure, spending a little while with us for showcasing what you do i know that the property sourcing profiteers have got value from this property sourcing profiteers till the next time get out there find yourself some rent to rent opportunities go and see the landlords you're gonna sell all of them it's gonna be great thank you for listening i am david Siegler. see you on the next episode